And this is Michael Foley and Sarah Grusky with a pre-recorded interview with Bill Bruno, who has been busy the last several years compiling everything science and tradition know about the world's best antibiotic, best herbal antibiotics. Now I'm going to turn this over to Sarah, who can give Bill a proper welcome. Welcome, Bill. We're very happy to have Bill Bruno with us today, who's not only the author of a very, very complete book on Sida Akuda, and now working on another book on Biden's Pelosa, Two Herbal Antibiotics, but he also uh, is a longtime uh, owner of Bountiful Gardens, which is uh, a seed company no longer with us, but brings somewhat legendary. Legendary and brings <laughs> great legendary. tradition. So, welcome, Bill. We're really excited to have you here on the show, eager to hear what you have to say about these amazing herbal antibiotics, which you've spent, I guess, maybe nine a total years. of nine, nine years, years so studying and writing about. So how would you summarize that for our listeners? Why are these two plants so important from your point of view? Well, first of all, trying to be very succinct, Either Cedar acuta or Biden's pilosa kills or immobilizes many of our most dangerous pathogens. That's not just bacteria, that's fungi, that's so on and so forth. But somehow, they are not damaging to our beneficials. Stopping not just bacteria, but also fungi, internal parasites, also important in recovery from cancer, and some viruses. Both herbs are non-toxic, nourishing, and tasty to eat. They only augment pharmaceutical actions. They are profoundly anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, immune-enhancing, immune and body-balancing, among other 80 or so benefits. They aren't a panacea, but they are a great beginning. And you can grow these weeds in a five-gallon pot on your back porch. So that's the short answer. <laughs> but I would like to say a whole lot more about just how awesome these are. Let me just step back a yeah. bit and give a little context to our listeners that uh, many people are aware of that we are in a time where, where the pharmaceutical antibiotics are increasingly not working. There's a lot of antibiotic-resistant uh, diseases and pathogens. And so these herbs are stepping in at a time when uh, I think there's close to 50,000 people a year and this is reported by the CDC, who die of diseases that are resistant to the current antibiotics. So this is a really important piece of knowledge that Bill is bringing us today about plants, herbs that we can grow that uh, are actually broader spectrum than uh, a lot of our current pharmaceutical antibiotics. I guess... Maybe the best way I can answer that is personally here. In 2014, I was a dead man walking. But for the herbalists, I would be dead today. I have an undiagnosed severe leaky gut. I've had an undiagnosed severe leaky gut all my life. But at 67, it was killing me. Some pathogen and the ongoing infection through my gut was now attacking my heart, which is starting to fail due to severe AFib. I just read Stephen Buhner's second edition of Herbal Antibiotics. In the first three chapters, he explained why all pharmaceutical antipathogen drugs would be useless in 10 years or so. 
But the next chapter was about a few herbs he called the systemics. I quote, Many resistant diseases such as staph are widely spread throughout the body. They can affect internal organs, invade difficult-to-reach parts of the body, or very commonly infect the skin from the inside rather than the outside, appearing as skin ulcerations in various locations. To treat a system, systemic infection like staph, an herbal antibiotic that is systemically spread throughout the body is necessary. That's, that's, that's Stephen Buhner. His list of systemic plants was very short. Five plants. I immediately found a commercial source for Buhner's strongest three, Cryptolyptus, Cyta, and Alcornea. I had been doing bountiful gardens for over 35 years and had never heard of these herbs. Not ever. Because they were tropical. They were none of our herbals. Nothing. So no information. But I was desperate, so I sent off for the commercial extracts. They immediately stopped my arrhythmias and AFib, like within minutes. But such awesomeness soon got out to the general public, and it did not take long for Cryptolyptus and Alcornea to essentially become unavailable. Ceta is always in good supply. Ceta itself is awesome, but, but a Batman needs a Robin. And I could no longer get enough of the others, so I substituted the next systemic, Bidens, Pilos, Bidens, genus Bidens, and it has worked well with CETA for my gut and my health ever since. Genus Bidens has greatly exceeded my expectations. Can I just break in there, Bill, mm -hmm. and ask, so why did those other two plants disappear, and why would not disappear, but no longer were so available, and why is CETA so available? Uh, Cryptolyptus is a tropical root found mainly in the, the Congo, although there is somebody on the Gulf of Mexico who's growing it now, uh -huh. um, but not available. And what happens is more and more people want it, and then you can't get it in bulk, and then you have to wait for the next season. Uh -huh. And Alcornea, Alcornea is a tropical tree that is, again, endemic to there. I found, but it's basically unavailable as well. So there's... Coming out of there, either the supply chain or something, there's just a limited supply, and as it gets cut down, you're down to like four ounces at a, a time. That's not enough for a sustained treatment. CETA and Bidens are immensely successful as weeds. Uh -huh. They mm -hmm. are two of the 70 worst weeds <laughs> in the tropics, uh -huh. right? And so, uh, and CETA is several varieties of CETA and several varieties of Bidens are considered native to the United States. Uh -huh. uh, a lot of them in tropical, but they both work their way up. So um, there's a lot of it available, nothing here much, but a lot of it available supposedly in the South. And actually the, the way I got the CETAs that I have that have a protein in the level, protein in the level in the seeds of the CETA I have is 30%, 30% protein in the leaves. Wow. And eight to thirteen percent percent in the in the seeds alone, and so I got it from some guys who ran who ran a game supply, and they went out and observed the cedar bushes in the south that they deer preferred and selected for that, and ended up with very yummy cedar acuta plants 
that they would then replicate and sell off to game preserves to attract deer and fatten them up and kill them. <laughs> I see. But hey, it, 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 there's some good seed, uh-huh. right? And that's what we're using around here. So this is like a vegetarian's delight. 30% and the what they said was if properly cultivated it should get it could get to 39. It is such a yummy seed. I'm saying this as a, a gardener and a farmer, but uh, when I plant out my cedar, I can't keep the birds out of it. They must those seeds must flash green or something because they're so high protein. The birds will just pick them right out of the trays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, but the Biden's plants are actually the ones when they're in flower that the that the butterflies and the bees and stuff go nuts over. Uh-huh. You know, the seed is only, seed acuta, which is what we have around here, only really, as you notice, opens for a couple of hours in the day, the flowers. And the rest of the time, um, I'm not sure how, what the action is, but it limits that. Biden flowers are, bah, are out there and in quantity, and it's, they're, they're just, uh, all the insects around it are nuts. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so, so you've told a little bit about your own personal story of how these these plants basically saved your life. And I am sure that uh, there's many other people around the world who've had similar experiences. And so this information is so valuable and yet not really highly available um, that we have these simple weedy plants yeah. that uh, are extremely helpful as herbal antibiotics. Maybe you can give us a little clearer idea of what, what do we mean when we say an herbal antibiotic? Well, and first of all, herbal antipathogen, because it's antibiotic is biotic, biotic so that's bacteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden's is, is, again, is, and if we get into that, I've created a, I cherry-picked just a number of medicinal actions, antipathogen, antifungal, antiviral, anti-cancer, parasites, and other. But it's equally important are the benefits that you get. My, my two elevator things on that are, one, that it has clot controllers. So all those people who say, you know, like me, my, my doc wants me to take blood thinners to supposedly protect me from clots running around. This dissolves. Biden's has two things I found so far. Uh, one that inhibits the enzyme that causes clotting and one that just removes clots. Hmm. I did a, a test. They had me do a test a year or two. I'm clear. Totally clear. No, wow. no blockage. CETA has three. One of which uh, dissolves the glue holding clots together and two flat out reducing clots. I've been taking in, in what is considered... <laughs> an excessive dose of these for six years. And I am definitely not a bleeder, and I definitely heal very fast. And the particularly nice thing about Biden's is that it doesn't, it's not styptic. It stops bleeding, but it's not styptic. Cetus, really styptic. Biden's, they don't know how it stops it, but the bleeding stops. Hmm. And so I... I have actually, on uh, last Friday, I did something very stupid. I, out barefoot, we had soil delivering, and my feet slipped under these heavy metal plates 
and I rushed to do something and I lifted my foot and I scraped the whole top, oh. half the top of oh. my foot <laughs> and, and added a nice gouge between the small toe. I'm, I'm doing this. You know, how do you, I had things to do. How do you bandage this? So I put on a, a wet, I put on a clean sock and soaked it in this stuff and kept it soaked in this. This was it, a solution of Biden's? And Cedar together, tincture. Biden's and Cedar tincture. And, and all, all of that and um, let that work for an hour or two and stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. And there's like minimal scabbing down there as well. And it's doing this, it'll get a little red around the edges, but that's about it. Uh -huh. And it's been getting better, and it's less tender today than it was yesterday. So this stuff, um, first of all, it, it, it reduces the feelings of pain internally and externally. It um, both, again, I take them both because what a, what a combination, right, of this and doing it. I mean, it's like double mint gum, you know. It's like double <laughs> the fun here. And I have them. So, Bill... A lot of us have the impression that no research is done on herbal remedies. And, um, and yet I know from your book on CETA that you document an enormous amount of scientific research. So can you say a couple words about that? Absolutely. So first of all, it's not done by the pharmaceutical houses. <laughs> they abandoned all their natural products research in the 90s because they didn't see it profitable. So they... They're allowing us like crash test, crash test dummies to hit the wall on this. Um, there has been research on both of these for at least seventy years, but it's scattered. I mean, what I you know what I have done, I haven't researched anything. What I have done is gone out and found these things from, and it's and it, the, there's nothing much at all out of the United States and Europe. This stuff really, the big, two biggest contrib contributors are China and Brazil for Bidens, and, um, but it's all over the world. And for CETA, it is uh, India uh, is, is, the, is the big one, China a little bit and stuff. So I, my big thing was to search out everything known to peer review research. This is this book is complete peer review research. Mm -hmm. The the facts are peer review. The narrative is from the researchers themselves. At least half of the traditional uses they come up with. In the West, we would never do that. But in the you know in the East in Brazil or even in China or India or Japan, they'll say, well, you know, it's been used for this and this traditionally, so that's why we're doing this. Half of it comes from them. So virtually the whole book comes from the researchers themselves. Uh -huh. And and as in CETA in this book, uh, the information on, for example, um, how this protects the liver protection, hepoprotective of the liver, is it's as powerful as silymarine. So I would have, you know, that research there and the uh, reference, which is all in the back, very easy to look up. So you can go and check on anything there, and it's there. Mm -hmm. And um, the and the uh, traditional is immediately be beneath it. And I personally feel that that's most powerful. Uh, if the traditional research agrees with the scientific research, I'm very, pretty confident mm -hmm. 
If one of them disagrees with the other, then I want to look deeper. Let me uh, just clarify, too, for people, for our listeners, um, that uh, traditions of use uh, are the experiences of people in China for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, for millennia, in using this. And so in herbalism, uh, we have you know, the scientific research, but we also have deep, long traditions of use um, that uh, uh, are Absolutely has to be down, noted. Right, has to be passed noted. down from generation to generation that, you know, my grandmother used this for uh, when she had uh, a cough and a, uh, asthma. The, and, the other half of the traditional uses that I've captured is from... Uh, ethnobotanists who are well aware that this knowledge is disappearing, that the youth are distracted or attracted to the quick med Western medical, and they're doing it. So they, you have basically these, generally these old practitioners who are dying out, and they come in and record as much of that as they can. So that's the pretty much the other half of, of that, and that's very important, and I'm glad that they're cognizant of that and trying to do that. Um, so really, Bill, so these two plants that primarily are tropical plants from um, the Middle East, Africa, and South America... Started in Maya land in Mexico. In Mex Maybe Central America, I think Maya Biden's land. Biden's you're talking yeah, about yeah, now. Biden, and Seda. And Seda, both. Both of okay. these are weeds that somebody, I think it's the people who develop corn myself, which we don't know how to replicate, <laughs> took these two common weeds, not the same not the same weeds at all, not the same, not even the same order. And they do it totally differently. Seed's calling card are, are the alkaloids, and Biden's calling card are the flavonoids, and they accomplish pretty much the same thing. That's that's a whole topic we can go off into. <laughs> but basically you know, when you take a pharmaceutical, you take it and go, oh, well, yeah, I've got this and this bad and this bad and this bad. This whole list of things that could bad that will happen or could happen. When you take an herb or these herbs, well, oh, it knocked out my MRSA and it knocked out that or pushed back that candida. Oh, and, and I had some pneumo, pneumonia in there. Oh, yeah, I got rid of that, too. And, oh, and it just cleaned up my liver and my blood and did all that. <laughs> and, you know, a whole bunch of other things all at the same time. What's not to like about this? And add that both of these are totally, the toxicity level on these is sky high. It'd be really hard pressed to take a toxic amount. Yet, at the same time, they're dose dependent. They are both, e it's hard to say, they're both equally effective as a tincture or an aqueous extract, for example, a decoction or whatever, that's oversimplifying it because they have both, they all have profound, I, I've been taking, again, a heavy dose of both for six years. And something came up a few months ago that didn't seem to be addressing. I'm going, oh man, you know, it's finally come. And I thought, well, I, I do have to, I don't do tea usually. So I, I do have Biden's tea. I have Cedar tea. So I took some Biden's tea, knocked it out. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, it's like another great wide-ranging herbal, but it's different. It's different than that. Different as a tea, right? Or a right, tincture. as a tea, and the tea uh -huh. is the whole plant. I do the whole uh -huh. plant as a tea, both. Okay, let's let's step back for a minute and talk about growing, and then we'll move into medicine making again. So, 
uh, for all its spring, and uh, I'm sure many of our listeners are out in their gardens, uh, if they have gardens, hopefully. Um, let's talk about how you grow these plants. So Sita acuta is in the mallow family, is that right? And Biden's pelosa Aceracea. is... I'm sorry? Aceracea. Aceracea. And Biden's pelosa, it pops out like a little tomato. What family is Biden's in? Um, <laughs> it's not a solanacea. And the huge thing about this is you can, you can grow both of these in your backyard outside. That was, you know, when I came across these, everything said they were tropicals. And first of all, Ceta before Biden's. So everything that said Ceta, you had to have it as a tropical perennial for it to be medicinal. But I'm taking this to keep myself alive, and that offends me. So I, <laughs> I takes me six months to finally locate some seed, and I bring it in, and I know nothing about it. And so I, you know, we are a seed company, so I had flats. So I, I did a whole flat of them, seeing how many would come up. They all came up. And what so, time of year was this when you, you flatted them? Oh, April or May April or something. May. Not early. Not early because you know, it needs warm. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so I, inside I'm going, well, I can't grow them all in my house. and These aren't supposed to work out here. But I took them outside and put them out, and they survived being out there. Ooh. All right. <laughs> so then I put some in a five-gallon tub, and they did fine there, proliferating leaves and all that. And I'm taking tincture that it says it's leaves. And so... I'm going, I'm feeling kind of like I'm wasting my time, but I pick some leaves and I stuff them in a jar and I drown them in some vodka and I leave them there six months till the end of the season and I try it and it's two thirds of the commercial. That was like mind boggling. It was a tropical, maybe in greenhouses you could do it and stuff, but this, you can do it in back. As soon as these come up, they're medicinal. As soon as they come up, they're medicinal. And you can use, correct me if I'm wrong on this, any part of the plant, right? The stem, the leaf, the seed. They, they all have their medicinal um, specialties, shall we say. Uh-huh. Um, and, m of course, what I do is the whole plant. So most herbalists will harvest the plant and dry it and then make a tincture out of it or tea out of it. I do it green, both of them. I do the, for Sita, I do the whole plant, wash off the roots, stuff it in a jar, and let it sit for two years. Wow. At 70% alcohol. Uh-huh. And, um, and uh, for Biden's, once it's mature, you do have this clump of a root and things like heavy sugarcane stalks, but, so you cut off everything you can because the stalks are more medicinal than the leaves with Biden's. Hmm. So um, you cut off what you can and stuff all that in um, the edge, you know, the clean part of the roots and the top and flowers and whatever you have. And I stuff that in 70% ethanol, let it sit for two years. And it's worked really well. And the stuff I was getting that was just the leaf was like this pale, almost invisible. And the stuff I make green is like this beautiful, pretty deep green. And... I mean, get this, these are tasty herbs. Um, I think actually my best one is our old dog likes to eat a lot of deer poop and I worry about the Gallardia. So I, was, I would make him an egg with 
Biden's uh, seed of tea, 50-50, powder it, and put it in. He loved it. And I thought, oh, I'll try that. So I put a little cheese in it. It's a very nice fried egg. <laughs> you know, it's like one or other or both of them with a little cheese. Ooh, it's, it's nice. And so, and Biden, and Buner said, Biden uh, said that seed is one of the few tinctures that he actually finds pleasant to the taste. Yeah. And yeah. Biden's is equally as, as good in terms of that. I totally agree. It's very delicious. And um, I read either in your book or Buner's, I can't remember, uh, that uh, um, someone that uh, was interviewed, um, I think in, in Cuba or somewhere in the Caribbean, said this, this is poor man's food. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, was, that, was, that was one of the <laughs> new guys at Ecology Action, and there was a gathering ah. and talking to him. And I go, yeah, I'm studying uh, Cita Cuda. And he goes, oh, Cita Cuda, that poor people food. Uh-huh. I love poor people food. Yeah. So, Bill, tell us uh, in your experience with Cita and Biden's, what kinds of health problems or conditions do people most commonly use these plants for? Oh, that's a huge, huge. It would be exhausting to list all the actions and benefits. <laughs> so for this program, I cherry pick some good examples of Biden's from about 20% of my 3,000 listings. You can see complete listings of all the good stuff CETA does on my website, bbruno.com. But... This program is about Biden's because nobody knows about that. So there's two things. In terms of the medical actions that have been studied and proven, this is peer-reviewed study. So I'm just going to run down along this just to give you an idea. And this is, again, cherry-picked. This is 20%. I just went down 20% of my stuff and pulled this stuff out. Okay, so uh, medicinal actions, antipathogen. And this is Biden's Pelosa. This is just, just, just mostly Biden's Pelosa. There might mostly be Biden's. a few of the others, but that's been the most heavily studied. Okay, antibiotic. MRSA, Salmonella, acute appendicitis, E. coli, Klebsiella, Pseudomonas, Bacillus, Mycobacterium, Shigella, Septococcus. Um, these include the, the ones that the, the health people say are the worst. These are a chunk of them. Antifungal. Candida albicans, Altenaria asparagillus, Fusarium, Penicillum, Mycosporum, Powdery Mildew. Antiviral, anti-HIV, anti-herpes, anti-influenza, adenovirus, HSV1 and 2, poliovirus. Parasites, vermifuge, malaria, leishmania, nemocidal, trypas... Trypanosoma and Plasmodium. Okay, that's just an idea. There's a lot more. Okay, benefits. Profoundly non-toxic, only augments pharma and affects are dose-dependent. A tasty, excellent pot herb loaded with vitamins and minerals, especially silica. Profoundly anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. antioxidant. Powerful system tonic helps your body run better. Antihypertensive, anti-obese. Protects liver as well as silymarin. Blood thinner and blood clot controller. Yes, it removes unneeded blood clots. Photoremediator and mineral accumulator. Enhanced tolerance against biotic stress. Immumodulator. Membrane stabilizing. Kidney and bladder stones. Traditionally, to have eternal love. <laughs> 
there's a lot of animal benefits, and that might be too much. But uh, pigs, cattle, chickens I like. Chickens, improved egg flavor. These, these are some personal things. Improved egg flavor, flavor. These weeds are like crack cocaine for my chickens. They are all eagerly await armfuls of these weeds every day. Fresh plants placed in chicken pens are quickly stripped of leaves and flowers and are preferred by the poultry to other greens. But not addictive. Not, rabbits and chickens usually go nuts over it. That's the great dean, green dean, by the way. Reduced cost production of broilers and other poultry birds and livestock and on and on and on. And very protective, especially against the, uh, what is it, the 10 E, 10 Ella and all of that. Very protective, very protective. Uh, rabbits, guinea pig, fish, wild rats seek it out to put in their nests so that they avoid getting infected with things like uh, Staph aureus. So they use that defensively naturally. Botanical, it's an herbicide, it's a growth, en growth enhancer for rice no less. Allelopathic, storage preservative and host plant to, I don't know, 20 or 30 butterflies. Okay, so that, that gives you a rough idea but that's huge and i just want to go back to uh MRSA and just underscore that because that's uh an antibiotic resistant staph infection you talk and to wrestlers dads of wrestlers they go whoa yes you know it's young athletes get it uh -huh. a lot right and um there was somebody i ran across who they had they worked at the hospital and they're getting skin MRSA showing up, and then it started going to their kid. Stopped it. Mm -hmm. Stopped it. Um, right. So this that that's huge. There's there's people who yeah. who die from MRSA. Yeah, and increasingly so. Mm -hmm. And again, when I discovered this, my first thought was, oh, this is going to save my life, and it and it did, and it is. My second thought was, I love my community, and I refuse to see it decimated. So that's why I am doing this. All right, here we are back again, and we're going to be talking about our experience growing uh, these two plants, Biden's Pelosa and Sita Acuta. As farmers. As farmers, yes, or gardeners, or anybody who would like to grow these amazing and uh, uh, medicinally useful plants. Um, so I have them in my little prop house at our farm, at Green Uprising Farm right now. And the uh, the Biden's Pelosa is is like a small tomato plant now. It's maybe about three inches tall. Super easy to grow. Has been my experience with Biden's. Um, and uh, and once they get about three or four inches, I just plant them out uh, in a plot and. Uh, they do need to be watered. They're tropical. Um, and here we are in the Mediterranean climate. But as long as they get water, they just take off and grow. And they're just, as Bill said, they're weedy as can be. Um, and they don't ask for very much. And they give you so much. Um, Sita acuta, uh, what I have to remind myself every year is don't try to start them too early. Um, they just really don't start until it gets, uh, oh, I don't know, a solid 60 or 70 degrees because they, they don't like cold. They're tropical. No. Um, so don't bother to put them in the ground. Um, 
uh, because in my experience, the little birds eat them um, and they are such an amazing source of protein. Uh, but if you hold back and uh, wait till May and put them in the ground, um, they are also uh, strong and weedy, uh, prolific little uh, marshmallow-ish uh, looking plants. I think another uh, um, name for them is... Uh, Lots of names. Fringe, Usually not very nice. Fringe leaf, yeah, because they are so weedy. Um, but they're cute little little plants that pop up pretty easily. And uh, and I think, um, you know, from the farming perspective, these are pretty easy things to grow. And, uh, and we really want to encourage farmers and gardeners to get out there and start growing these plants. Um, uh through the Mendocino yeah. County Herb Guild, we can help you uh, to turn them into tinctures and uh, and give you whatever advice you might need. Uh, but as, as medicine, as Bill said, you can just uh, uh, eat them, powder them, blend them, make tea out of them. Uh, many, many ways you can get them down, and uh, they are amazing. Farmers. And Bill's going to share now his, his farming experience Farmers. These plants. His... In 1962, Professor Julia Morton, who wrote many papers for the Journal of Economic Botany, recommended that Biden's become a commercial crop back in 62. Um, yeah, they're world-class weeds. They're, you don't have to worry about that. Um, and for you farmers, um, seed acuta, again, the protein content of the leaves is 30 to 39%. Even the seed is 8 to 13%. For Biden's Pelosa, the crude protein, the percent of dry matter is 12.1%, which is still not bad. And the dry matter yield is 1.32 kilograms per square meter. I get all I need out of 50 square feet for each of those. So, you know, as a farmer, you need options. So, there are so many different ways that these plants can be harvested, processed, and turned into medicine. So you have, I, I actually, you know, um, where is it? The bottom line, if you grow these herbs, you're always going to have options. What doesn't sell fresh can be dried. Once dried, it can be sold as tincture, tea, or nutritional supplement. Properly stored, the dried herbs should last, it should be good for several years. So what's not to like about this? You get a high yield. You know, the, the herb guild, we have this circle chart, and when it gets to a certain point, we're supposed to be having garden farmers provide it, because right now we're individually do, doing it. And my feeling is that there, Mariposa a year and a half ago had cedar acuta leaves briefly, and they sold out just like that. And they, nobody's sent them back since then. I personally think that until you can go to Mariposa and buy them in bulk and cure yourself and tell your friends they're not really here. So, Bill, you're saying this is a great opportunity for farmers uh, to, you know, to grow a crop that's so medicinally useful. And as we get the word about it, there's going to be greater and greater demand for it. My my dream is that in a few years, all the storefront, empty storefronts in Willits are full of dispensaries, not particularly marijuana, doing 
and having people from the Bay Area and Sacramento coming here specifically for the cure. Now, I know already we do have people who come up specifically to Willis for that, but I'm talking about real thing because we have this technological advantage. That's what I'm hoping. Technological advantage. Yeah, in herbs. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, okay. Herbs will be our... That's a good way to end it. Okay, well, let's tell people uh, once again, Bill, how they can get seeds. All right. My, my website, bbruneau.com, has, again, an outline of everything that CETA does, which is a hint of what Biden's does. And pretty soon I'm going to have two information sheets from Biden's up on it, hopefully by the next day or two. And you can buy seeds for three different types of CETA and for Biden's. And I have the two books on CETA. So, so all of that is available on your available. website, bbruno.com. B-B-R-U-N-E-A-U.com. Yeah, and if you buy the books, I throw in some seeds. You can get it from Amazon Publishing, and they'll mail it to you too, but you don't get the seeds. All right. And we also want to announce that uh, the Willits Farmers Market will be carrying... Uh, seeds, both Cedar Akuta and Biden's Pelosa. Is that correct, Bill? Yeah. Okay. So they'll be available at the Willits Farmers Market as well. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Bill. You have last when, a last word or two. <laughs> when I started doing Biden's, people said, I mean, Cedar, they said, oh, there's a Cedar in Redwood Valley. Couldn't find it. And when I published the big book, on the back is a picture of Cedar Indica, which is I've always wanted to get my hands on. And um, friends who grow herbs down at uh, Lake Walker Lake had me come down. They said, look at this. They were wiping it out as a weed until they saw the seed canister. And a lady up on Spywalk Road, a gardener, when I was talking to the Laytonville lady, says, oh, yes, I was wiping that. Oh, yes, and I'm not doing that anymore. So there's a potential for farmers for dry farming as well. Because Cedar Indica, the wood makes Biden's Pelosa best. It's just the only one that has berberine in it. But other than that, Cedar Acuta is a great one. Good. Well, thank you very much, Bill. This has been quite a journey. Lots and lots of information, and I hope people were able to take in even a fraction of it. Yeah. I think Sarah's got an announcement. Yes, I want to let everybody know about the Mobile Herbal Wellness Clinic. It's now up and running. Uh, this is a project of the Mendocino County Wellness Collective and the Mendocino County Herb Guild. Uh, the Mobile Herbal Wellness Clinic is offering free and low-cost herbal remedies, health consultations, and herbal education every Wednesday from 3 to 6. Right now we're at the St. Francis in the Redwoods Episcopal Church in Willits, uh, the corner of Main Street and East Commercial. And as I said, we're there on Wednesdays, so Wednesday... May 24th and Wednesday, May 31st, uh, we will be there. So please come by and make use of this amazing resource, our local herbal, mobile herbal wellness clinic. Very brave. And, and I think that's um, partially funded by a grant, generous grant from the Community Foundation of Mendocino, right? It is indeed. Yeah, very good. Thanks for listening. Yay, Farm and Garden. 
This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.